I'm 74 years young There ain't nothing I haven't done I've been a dog And I've been a tomcat I chased some tails And I left some tracks I still know how To have my fun Cause I'm 74 years young Got a few good tricks up my sleeve I know everything that a good woman needs I show respect and I treat them right They all keep coming back night after night When it comes to loving, I ain't never done I'm 74 years young I've been all around the world, everywhere is home. Drink wine with kings in the Rolling Stones. I got a few scars from the battles I won, 'cause I'm 74 years young.
602 p.m. Thursday, April 12, 2018, episode number 647 of Oh Yeah Dude. My name is Jonathan and this is Seth. Hello, Seth. Hey, Jonathan, that is correct. 647 episodes. Is that right? 647 episodes of Oh Yeah Dude as of April 2018. Oh Yeah Dude, America Through the Eyes of Two... American Americans. Um, I was watching. Yes, the Andre the Giant documentary. Yeah, haven't on seen. HBO. Haven't had a chance to watch that Very just good. yet. I've heard it's quite good. Um, is it odd? Let me just throw. How this long out there. was? No, <laughs> it was five hours long. No, it was an, an hour and twenty-five minutes. It was completely a proper length for uh, this documentary. There was no mention in the documentary. At all. George the Animal Steel. No, there's, I did see some visuals of George the Animal in the back. Of Shepard Fairey or anything related to Obey or Andre the Giant has a posse. There is no mention in the documentary at all. That's odd, right? No, um, I don't know. I'm not saying you have to spend... No, 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 no. But I mean, it does seems... it not document... It, does it not cover a period of time? Andre was already dead by the time... Was he already dead by the time Shepard Ferry had, had started had, the campaign? Even like as the small rogue campaign? The campaign started in it's, 1989. Let me verify. No, I think he was still alive. The, the, when Andre passed. Let me get the... Andreas is his... Andreas <laughs> is not his name. <laughs> uh, no, he died in 1993. Okay. So... So While they alive, he could have seen. He, yeah, he could have. He'd been like, "Hey, that's my stencil." But it just seems to not. I mean, it, it's it, this was about the man and his life. That's but, what I mean. That but maybe this is there's there not a not even a blurb about like oh by the way like he also became like a it's a sort of like a I mean it pushed, generations of people that, are, that that don't might not even know he's a wrestler or just that know that image. You or, think know that image, but don't know who he is. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I just guess. know that as a as a visual or as a street art or as graffiti or as t-shirt or t-shirt meme whatever gif whatever odd correct I have a lot of questions with these documentaries I'm loving them but I have questions because the subject matters are compelling but that doesn't mean that they're good documentaries no, this, was, this was good but should we we should watch all documentaries should be sent here we should watch them and say I know question you know what you should you know what you omitted. <laughs> You may want to delve into just you a little could. bit. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe as an aside. Contractual. On the DVD be, version, maybe have some, maybe you know. The, maybe Shepard has a beef with Bill Simmons, one of the producers. I don't know. Maybe you think maybe be, he said you can't. Well, you can't copyright that because it's copyright infringement anyway. That was like his whole thing, wasn't it? Like, I don't know. Could, he used his likeness, which is you can't do that unless you pay for it, which you never paid for it. So it's like, I don't think you could be like, I don't think Shepard Ferry could be like, I'm going to sue you if you use it. Because that was his whole thing was he had to fight because well, of the Obama thing. Like he used that picture and it wasn't his to use. And But wouldn't he want to be? You would think, but maybe he doesn't want to be. Maybe he doesn't want to be. I'm just throwing that out there. If anyone has any answers, 888-842-2357. Maybe he specifically asked to not be included. I don't want to be involved in this project. I'm over it. I'm working on a Randy Macho Man Savage sticker, and I don't want it to... I don't know. 
Just throwing it out there. I just found it odd at the end that the film ended and but there's just no no mention. Would just seem such a big part of somebody's. But I guess not part of his legacy or his life, really. His, he didn't have nothing to do with it. I didn't see him wheat pasting shit. Yeah, I saw this huge dude wheat pasting a picture <laughs> a, of himself. Like a one-piece like leotard. In Brooklyn. Weird. Okay, that could be it. All right. Um, yeah, if anybody knows. A lot of pictures of him with his giant hands and like regular-sized cans and stuff. Got to have a lot of that. Covering people's heads with his giant hands. Gentle giant, though. Gentle sweet, man. Sweet man. Gentle man. <laughs> uh, I was at the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Just hanging out. Ah, oh, you know how I do. <laughs> the Blood Donor Center. Mm-hmm. Donating some of my blood uh, to the children. Hero again. I don't. That's what they say in the building. Yeah, I don't. Certainly, I'm not thinking that driving over there and parking. Or leaving. Or leaving. I'm We're talking leaving. about it now. But yes, that... Phrase does get bandied about. I know. I know. It's not easy. It's not easy to give yourself. A lot of people give time. They give money. But do they give themselves a piece of themselves? A piece of their own selves? Okay, so I'm in there. I'm chit-chatting with some of my homies in there. Uh, The woman is, she's looking at my stuff. Oh, this is, um, we have these, we have some pins now that we can give you that, um, denote how many gallons if you get to a certain point it has a little number on it with a little little drop of blood with a number on it now you do this for money you right? how dare you <laughs> how dare you now the human you sell your blood how like, dare you i'm more interested in selling it no you are no not. what you can sell a pint of blood can't I you think you can maybe sell it i think my dad used to sell it for booze Really? Yeah. I, it was probably even more in high demand maybe in the 70s. Because of the gas crisis? No, it is It is because uh, of the Saudis, yeah. Don't get me. Um, the Carter. No, I think people still, there's, I think that I'm only interested in selling it to, to adults. I don't want to give it to children for children. I want to sell it to the elderly. Okay, human body, and I want to get into too much math here. Okay, eight gallons. Human body has about 10 pints. How much is that Right now, running through you. How much pints is gallons? Um, eight pints is one gallon. I know that, and I know that, and I know that. Okay. People got very mad at oh, us last week. Oh, people get so mad at me. Doing math. Doing math. <laughs> With your trillions. Why do they get so mad? I Why guess, is that, do you think? I guess because they feel like it's something that we it's should It's an affront have, to them? It's a personal affront to their math or, skills? Yeah, or that we should have figured that out by now but, or something? Uh, but, There's but no excuse? Don't, don't they know that we are not good? I mean, it was my fault. I was the one botching it. took it. me, uh, unfortunately. No, I set you off on the... You couldn't recover from my mistake. But people really yelling at me on the voicemail. I'm like, wow, you're really mad about this. Yeah, I got a lot of texts from friends of mine like, you guys doing math, man. Like, you fucking... Well, I'm going to guarantee you right now, eight pints equals one gallon. So we have less than two gallons of blood. Don't start. Don't. Stop. <laughs> now, okay. So you, so I'm in there, and it was my, my 60th, 60, 60th donation over time. And you donate a pint each and you time. You a pint each time. Do you really? Yes. It's a pint when you a donate. A pint every time you donate. This was my sixtieth pint, so that's uh, seven and a half gallons of blood. 
so they were giving me a giving me my number to say, oh, that's good. And then on they have a a LED sort of video screen where they're just flashing up pictures of sick children and such and fundraisers and events. And they had a they had a blood donor list, their all-time blood donor list. And it took me a couple times going through, and I fucking see my name up on the board. Now, this is, this is of all time of who is donated at the Los Angeles Children's Hospital. I can't talk about fucking Kaiser Permanente. I don't know about American Red Cross. I'm talking about this blood donor center. I am number 27 on this list, on out this of all-time a, list. All-time? All-time list. Now, Joseph Woodall, he's had 116 visits. He's given 14 and a half gallons. Number two is Shirley Rogers at 99 visits. She's given 12 gallons. So I'm, I, I was like, who are they? How old are they? I want to know who's in front of me. Somebody, a woman was like, yeah, there's a guy in front of you, but he just moved to Alaska. So he's like, out. Out. Go to Anchorage. You overtake Hospital. him next, next month. Bye. Save some kids in Anchorage because we're in L.A. right now, and I'm moving on up. So but I got a long ways to go. How often can you go back? You can go every, I think they like it every two and a half months, or maybe, I, that's a, I don't know exactly how long it takes to replenish or how much, if there's a, I don't even know if they have, this is like a, they're cut off. Cut off. Can you I, go like every week for a while? Maybe I should just start doing that. Gosh, that's the shows have been. He's been really low energy. He's trying to take over Joseph Woodall. <laughs> he found out Joseph Woodall is in his late seventies, and he's going to make up that loss. He's going to break his record before he passes. But I listen. I was really fucking excited he wants about that. Woodall to know that. Oh, uh, Woodall, he's coming for you. That th- that low energy man's coming for you. So I'm fucking twenty seventh. You know, if I can just stay alive and keep going and ramp up my, I got to find out how to replenish quicker because I got to get in more. You do have to get in more, I think. I mean, a few times. You got to find out how, what the, the, what is the minimum threshold? What's the maximum or the minimum again? And let me get back in there. Like, can you go every three days, maybe? Can I go every day, really? (laughs) Uh, So I'm coming for you at all. If Joe anyone knows Joseph Woodall again, 888-842-2357. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him and Shirley Rogers I'm coming for them. Um, well, that's remarkable. That's a lot of it. He's had 116 visits. I'm only at 60. Yeah, but you're a young man in, in comparison. In comparison to Joseph Woodall, I hope. Oh, no, Joseph Woodall's 25. He's a male model. He's a 25-year-old male model with his whole life ahead of him. Um... We are playing some live shows. I want to make an announcement about that a little earlier in the show because I never do. Um, most importantly, coming up here uh, on May 26th, that's Saturday night, May 26th, we are going to Ferndale, Michigan, playing the Magic Bag, uh, doors at 8 p.m. This is our first time in, um, in the great state of Michigan and in the Detroit area. Um, super duper excited um to be there and to do a show i believe jesus will be joining us um he has a busy schedule these these days however he's 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 managed to carve out some days for us so he'll be joining us out there uh we'll have some merch we'll 
meet and greet and say hello and and hopefully do a a, a great show. Yeah, but show. um, I'm I'm super excited to go. Uh, and then Friday night, a little bit further down the road here, July 27th, we go back to the Turner Hall Ballroom in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Tickets are on sale for both of those shows now. You can get them through um, the Magic Bag website, Turner Hall website, and also our website. There are ticket links up there. Um, please get tickets for those shows. Please come and see us. Um, it's been a while since we've done a live show, and we're very excited to be getting back into them. Definitely. Um, in other news, a bill that is under consideration in the House of Representatives would allow Vermont, the state of Vermont's cities and towns, to classify marijuana odor as a, quote, public nuisance, which would be a ticketable offense. Uh, quote, I feel as a non-marijuana user that I should not have somebody else's use impact my life, said South Burlington Police Chief Trevor Whipple. I bet he said that. Who spoke in favor of the bill at the House uh, Committee. Um, now, Whipple acknowledged that he has never... Smoked marijuana. <laughs> well, my even bad. worse. He has never received a complaint about odor oh. from medical marijuana, which has been legal in the state since 2004. Oh, okay. So in okay. 14, 20 years. 14 years. 14, my bad. Um, never once has anyone ever called and said, what is the deal with this disgusting smell? Enough's enough, coppers. Come on. You come gotta, on over here. Come on over here and stop this smell. Uh, first, in, first of all. Is there a better smell in the world than no. marijuana? So this is really it's what insane. we're getting. It's the best smell. The best smell. <laughs> so, uh, nor does his department even receive many complaints about cigarette smoke. However, rep Which uh, smells like re shit. Republican uh, Representative Jim Harrison says, arguably, it's a stronger odor than cigarette smoke. Okay. I'm so getting like... It's insane. So what you have here, I mean, it is technically maybe stronger... But Pungent, far stronger. less foul or off-putting. I mean, cigarette smoke, the slightest smell of cigarette smoke can be kind of gag-inducing, even for somebody who smokes. Weed always smells good no matter what. Oh, it's the best smell. The shittier the weed, the better the smell. Oh, what a wonderful, what's that wonderful smell? It's burning marijuana. It's shitty burning marijuana. Now, the state's adult use marijuana law, which takes effect in July, prohibits people from consuming marijuana in public places, including streets, sidewalks, and hotels. So I thought the state was, like, all about it. Seems like they're trying to... Isn't that where Ben and Jerry are from? Aren't you guys all about it? Now, H819, which was introduced at the request of the of officials in St. Johnsbury would give cities and towns additional authority to handle complaints about marijuana consumption on private property. Really not... I don't like that. No. Government Phil Scott's Marijuana Commission supports the bill, as does the Vermont League of Cities and Towns. This doesn't seem right. It's... I, my understanding These is... These people don't know what marijuana smells like. I think that's what it is. They're thinking... Urgh. They've never smelled it. Yeah, because if they they say, like, "What's that incredible smell?" Like that's what you're fighting against. Those are freshly baked cookies. Urgh, I don't like it. No, that's a good smell. 
Oh, what's that terrible smell? It's a campfire. It's called heaven. I, um... Like all the great smells, like gas stations. Well, I guess, what is it? that Fresh you... baked cookies. I'm going to list my favorite smells. Gas stations. Bus exhaust. Bus exhaust. <laughs> cookies. How about, what if someone is, what if there is people and they are making a campfire? That's a good smell. Is that a public nuisance? That's smoke? That's carcinogen. It's carcinogenic. Is it not? Yes. Marijuana, I, it smells good, right? I think. It smells really good. I always thought always. it smells pretty that good. It smells so good. I want some of that. It smells so good it makes you want some? Or do you want some because you know what it does? What no, is it? I wanted some before I knew what it did because it smelled good. Because it smells so good. It's yeah. a great smell. It's shitty burning marijuana. It's called grass. It's called grass, man. <laughs> You'll find out about it soon. You'll learn everything about it unless you're Chief Trevor Whipple. <laughs> so... My understanding with California... Now, if cops have to get tased, don't they have to get tased? I always see cops in bad, like, gray sweatsuits. So they know what it feels like. And they get tased. Shouldn't they have to do cocaine and weed? Right? Definitely. Right. I mean, they do anyway. It should be a week-long part of the training at the police academy. Get strung out. Yeah, it's like Rumspringer. You go to this facility, and for a week, you party to know all the different treats. Oh, you do everything. Everything. It, you got to know. You have to know. And then that way you'll know, oh, wait, this stuff smells great. And then you'll know it's not a public nuisance. I don't know. I think it seems like they're just finding a way. I mean, I, my understanding is in, L, in, in California that anywhere it's legal to, if with decriminalized marijuana, anywhere it's legal to smoke a cigarette, it's legal to smoke weed. Okay. And that seems fair to me. So, like, in Santa Monica, they've banned smoking cigarettes on city brickwork. You can't just you can't do sit it on the anywhere sidewalk. within 100 meters of an open on window or on... Yeah, you can't do it. You can get a ticket for it. In the People's Republic so of Santa Monica. You, yeah. So, if you... I guess if that in that case, that they, it should follow those laws. That if you decriminalize marijuana, then then, then it's essentially... The same rules apply to all smokable, legal smokable things. You Smokables. Know? Incendiaries or whatever. Can't decide if I'm going to name my establishment incendiaries or smokables. <laughs> my head shop. So, but this seems to me like a way of trying to punish people for doing something that Smells so good. That smells good and also is legal to do. And so they've got to figure out a way of trying to contain that because they don't, they want to. Was that fresh laundry? They want to keep people from just being like, oh, we just smoke weed everywhere now. Like, What's that smell? Oh, it's just my laundry. It's um, hanging it out to dry in the sun. Was that fresh laundry? Public nuisance. Ticket. Ticket. What are you doing over there? I'm just got my uh, manual lawnmower out. I've just cut the grass in July. What's that smell of fresh cut grass? Public nuisance. Do you guys understand smells at all? I don't know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> what is up? Um, what are you doing over there? What is that? Um, this is um, pledge. Is that what? The, what's no, this? pledge no. doesn't smell. What's good. the lemon? Yeah, it's pledge. Pledge. Doesn't that smell great? Pine saw. Pine pine saw. What is that? Uh, it's Pine Sol, public nuisance. No, you're, no, no. 
I think. I mean, I, th- I think I still like smelling it, even though I don't smoke it. You I like still smelling like smelling beer. No. No, stale beer. Don't do it. Walk by it. The, the, I was in my. I was in a bar yesterday having food. Having f- a bar, bar that I used to drink at a lot. Just having some of their food that you love. I didn't love the food so much. No, of course you didn't. And you didn't love eating in that environment very no, much. No, because everyone's drinking in that environment. It's really not for food. They only only serve that so you'll drink more. I mean, I think. no, I mean, this place maybe does definitely claim to make good food as well as serve alcohol. People claim a lot of things these days. I just think maybe to me it was just a little too much time spent in that place not eating to enjoy the food without. And this, there was a lot of smells that are just ingrained in me. There. Can't eat in a place that I for so long enjoyed not eating in. <laughs> It's just not my thing. It's like you can't bring a, you can't bring your dinner into. Can people eat in their bedrooms? People eat in their bedrooms. Okay, it just wouldn't taste the same if you just sat on the edge of your bed and ate your dinner by yourself. In Where your do bedroom. you eat? Where do you eat? You eat right here in the living room. Bam. So you're saying food tastes different in the living room than it does in your bed? Oh, I've never done it. I've never imagine. had breakfast in bed. No one's ever brought you breakfast in bed before? Here, here honey. Here's I got breakfast. made you eggs. Eggs Benedict. <laughs> I sit up. Sit up. I burnt your bacon the way you like it. My morning star? You can do that? Yeah, you just leave it on a little extra. I was reading in the New York Times Magazine on Sunday, April 8th, 2018, in the section they call Talk. They were interviewing Anne Wojcicki. She's the co-founder and the chief executive officer of 23andMe, a genomics company. Um, They asked her, if 23andMe ends up discovering a cure for Alzheimer's or asparagus pee, did I say that? Asparagus pee, will its customers whose DNA contributed to the discovery get a piece of those profits? Now I'm listening. We get that question a lot. Okay. Didn't even think. The answer is no. (laughs) Well, it's really hard to figure out micro attributions. Pinpointing exactly what each person's contribution to the entire process, the 11-year journey of development, is pretty hard. I do think we have an obligation of some sort. Hmm. Is this going to be my come up? After all this time? Guarantee you no. Guarantee me no. Damn it. They're already in the business of making money. And what they've been doing this whole time is just a fucking rue in order to get, you know. Genome mining. So it's not like 10 years from now when I'm eating, sitting here with Mizu just eating his food. Congratulations. Like you you helped invent Post-its. You invented it. You cured Alzheimer's, Seth, with your micro attribution. (laughs) Here's one. Here's $40. Fuck. That's what I mean. Okay, it won't be... They're going to give you a coupon that, like, one of your friends, yeah, they'll get their DNA off. for free. Your family member, but it has to be biological, gets 12% off. The process now costs $600, though. So, okay, so I'm not... That's not, not getting anything. They're just talking. What are they doing? What is 23andMe doing? 
Or what are they claiming that they're going to do as far as the curing and all that stuff? How, I, I, how, what are they doing? I don't know. I guess their proprietary, they, their database would have the, the genomics of however many people. I, I don't know if they can sell that to, yeah. to a company that needs all that info. Info? I don't know. Or compute that into, hey, you know, all these people have one thing in common and none of them have asparagus peas, so that so must be it. Mean, oh, so can, if, can, you, can you splice this with this? I guess that's what's up. Wow. Very crafty, though, to, to, to prey on people's curiosity and but get them to hand over information. The basic of, building blocks of life. Of their their own their actual sequence. genetic sequence. Who I am. They can clone you. God, I hope so. I mean, they could clone you. We're not gonna give you any money, Seth. And we have not cured Alzheimer's or cancer or anything else, but we cloned you. And we don't and we got a little mini podcaster on our hands. <laughs> and you haven't met him. He's six. You'd love him. Very precocious. He is a delight. Would you like to meet him? Sorry. <laughs> Can't. Can't. Thanks, though. Um, Who knows what they're up to? Have they clo- Have they already been cloning us? Well, I mean, it's it's the same thing. It's the same model, though, as, like, this social media model of, like, oh, like, you Tell still have yourself. a... Yeah, you still have a crush on your girlfriend from high school. Still, what, the only must, way you can you, find her and see what she's yeah. doing in secret is by signing well, up for this thing. But in order to do that, that you have to hand over a bunch of information that we will use for other purposes. Well, okay. Same thing. Swab your mouth, find out if you're Cro-Mag Italian, yeah. oh, but, okay. but now we also have a, an imprint of your, of your whole get down that we're using to that is something. valuable to us and will be more valuable uh, to us as the, as the years move mm, on. So valuable. <laughs> wow. Seems fair. Seems about right. Oh, and we charged you for it this time. Thank you. So not only did we not pay you for the information that you gave us, but we also charged you for the limited amount of information that we that, that we supplied us. you. God, you're interesting because we've looked inside of you because we rebuilt you, but better. This <laughs> is a better podcaster. Oh, my God. It's much Posture, more efficient. Better. Shit. Projects better. Oh my god! Better jokes, better topics. Fuck. Um, I don't know if we've ever spoken about this club. Okay. But it's called the Wing. It's a members-only association for women that calls itself uh, a coven, not a sorority. It's, it's creepy. It's presented itself. It's presented its clubhouses and impeccably designed safe spaces for women to work, network, nosh, primp, and talk politics. Now, a year and a half after first opening in the Flatiron District of Manhattan, the company is also the subject of an investigation by the New York City Commission on Human Rights for possible discrimination violations, says Seth Hoy (laughs) Matelli. Seth Hoy a spokesman for the commission. Uh, according to the commission's website, its purpose is to enforce the New York City New York City human rights law, which, quote, prohibits discrimination in New York City. The areas covered by the human rights law include employment, housing, and public accommodation. 
We are investigating the wing after receiving a tip from the public and reading media coverage of their policies, Mr. Hoy said. The news was first reported by Jezebel. Now, there are two other wing locations, one in D.C., one in Soho, and uh, in, in Brooklyn's Dumbo neighborhood. With the expansion plan for other cities, the wing has more than 2,000 members. It has hosted discussion about films, books, and current events attended by prominent women, including Senator uh, Kirsten Gillibrand and actress Jennifer Lawrence. Um, they just opened one in D.C.? Yeah, they, they just opened one in D.C. They have one in Soho, Brooklyn, and then there's plans to open them, like, I think, L.A., New Orleans. LA. Like, there's a bunch of them. They received a shit ton of money, I think, recently. Um, where am I? Uh, sorry. No, it's fine. Oh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and journalist uh, Christiane Amanpour. An all-access membership, when paid monthly, costs about $3,000 per year. Now, it is retained services of some men. For instance, Tony Florence, a general partner at the venue venture capital firm NEA, uh, led an $8 million fundraising round. The wing has raised more than $40 million total. The wing also used male plumbers and electricians. However... Membership is for people who identify and live as women, said Audrey Gelman, founder of The Wing, and in, in an interview with the New York Times in October, quote, we still believe women deserve spaces of their own, she said. The Colony Club and the Cosmopolitan Club, both in Manhattan, are women's membership clubs. However, they permit men on their premises as guests of members, which The Wing does not. The Colony and Cosmopolitan also both employ men in positions such as doormen and waiters. In a recent interview, Ms. Gelman said that the wing does employ men, but she would not say how many men or in what capacity. Mr. Hoy declined to cite any specific potential violations the commission was in investigating. We cannot speak about investigations that are open. We cannot discuss the scope of possible violations, he said. Um... They have a magazine as well called No Man's Land. Um, I just want to quickly say, uh, although not listed here, Audrey Gelman is, we might say, besties with uh, with um, actress and girls show creator. Um, fuck me, what's her name? Uh, God damn, Lena Dunham. <laughs> Lena Dunham. And I believe she is a major investor in this organization okay. company. What do they think they're looking into? Well, that the fact that they you're pissed. You don't, you want to well. It, you I at don't want to be a guest. I'm not pissed. It's just the the idea that these champions of sort of smashing the patriarchy uh, simultaneously creating a a vacuum and and the, the safe space an antithesis of what it is that they're sort of saying shouldn't exist um because although in maybe a a safe split a safe space that's needed now still with the potential to 
to discriminate. I mean, it, it's it's a flawed it's a flawed concept. Are and there's still there, there's probably still men's, men's clubs? clubs. I would think. I well, don't know. I don't. I don't. Yes. Definitely. Of course. Right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's no you try. You can't get them to give up any. You can't give guys to give up anything. But but they're still subjected. They're subject subject to the same types of discrimination laws. So I don't know what those laws are, what the details of them are. However, to create a safe space, charge membership, you are subjecting yourself to like certain like human rights laws and stuff like that. And I don't know how that works, but you're not allowed to fucking say you can come and you can't. That's the deal. The reason you can't do that is because you can't do it because country clubs and all that bullshit. So if you're going to play that fucking game and you're going to throw your hat in that arena, you're going to be subjected to the same thing, regardless of the philosophy behind it. And the fact that there's a gross discrepancy of those types of environments available to women in the world. It does not matter because you're, you don't get to become an exception to the law due to that. Unfortunately, it's just, that's just the way it is. It also seems to me, uh, like I said, I think it's a slightly skewed concept. Um, I, I, the, I find it maybe mildly less off-putting than the male equivalent. Yeah. I just don't... I don't... I want to know... I, when I was reading that, it doesn't say what they're investigating. So I'm just into. Was they're it like investigating guys? the fact that guys can't become members. Like they don't employ them. There's yeah. no equal opportunity. Okay. There's no, but is you that know. Like, a, like some fucking chime in Charlie when, you know, when there's a ladies' night at a bar and so he sues the bar because he's like. Well, no, I don't think so. I think it's genuinely the fact that they've got one over on everybody because no one's going to come and say, like, ladies, you're not allowed to have a safe space without men because that's not an okay thing to say. There's fucking plumbers and dishwashers. There's not. She can't even. There's no fucking. It's that's all for hire. Freelance for hire. There are no employees that are dudes that are like. There's contracting out. No. There's no men working there. And now they're, I'm sure, scrambling to be like, actually, like, all our accountants and, you know, like, all the bullshit. But it's just like, you know, whatever. I mean, I hate the idea of these new school sort of workspace, you know, like pod environment, whatever. I mean, I think that shit that is... It makes you crazy. It, it makes me nuts. But just, but it's harnessing all this energy, I mean, it just, energy. yeah, energy that I would like to, yeah, you know, someone, you're s- in your, set fire to. You're in your beanbag you know? chair and the stranger plops down yeah, next like, to you? Yeah, go, like, no way, you're working on Wait an app, minute. like, you're, I'm working you're on... You're on Facebook you. too? Crazy. It's so... I'm Evan. so crappy. It's the most crappy. But you harness the creative energy is what you do. So, I mean, I, I'm... So you're these guys are off to a bad start with me anyway. I like it. But you think they're going to think they're going to what are they going to close them or what are they going to I don't make them They're going to make them refine their fucking rules, just which like, is what they do to fucking like stupid clubs, one you know. Day a week you have to like No, it's it probably in. will be a fucking stupid formality because, you know, just because you're not allowed to discriminate against Jews at golf clubs, there's still a bunch of them that like you won't find any Jewish members even yeah. though legally there's oh, it's no, like, like the, they don't want to put it's, golf here. It's fucking bullshit, okay. you know. So we'll keep an eye I'm, on that. I'm sure it'll be some type of formality. They've got a crazy amount of money behind them and and it's just weird that the I, never mind i don't want to get into the characters of the women involved because i don't know enough about them but you mean some the, strange relationships with strange men and stuff involved like there's a lot of lot of lot going on here with these these types these people these t- 
I'm just saying. I'm not down with it. I'm not convinced. You don't and want since any. I can't lay eyes on what's going on, what's in, there, going on in there, because they, like yeah, they, I get I get physically removed. He's got a beer closet. Yeah. You just want to see what's yeah. going on. I in want there. to get if you know. I'm only going to assume the worst, ladies. Yeah, like I'm assuming it, the worst. Why you pull the blinds down whenever I pass by? <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, you're just interested in just what's going on in there. Yeah, there should be an observation deck or should something. Should be yeah, a male. Like yeah. okay, I realize I can't get in there, but yeah. let me let me, let me walk minutes, around. Ten minutes every Tuesday. You can. Yeah. What are you eating in there? What are you serving? Let me see what you're eating. Yeah, there's like a vegan cafe. It's like all be. these like writing stations and fucking brain pods, think tanks, whatever the fuck. Fuck off. Everything's beige. It's all light colored yeah, wood. Yeah, you don't like it. Yeah, I hate light colored wood things. You hate them. ergonomics. I hate all that all of shit. It gets you fired up. I like private ergonomic spaces. <laughs> Primary colors, hard angles. What happens in these places? We're harnessing energy. It's pale woods, ergonomics, and energy harnessing. Listen, you like granola? I made my own. Right here. Dig your hand right into it's my actually bowl. muesli. Come on. Technically, it's muesli. I hope you like cranberries. Because it's undercooked. It's fucking heavily. It's not crunchy. It's heavily cranberried. I hope that's cool with you. It's good so for anyway, us. So anyway, Facebook, crazy, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> crazy. You're oh, on it, too? So you had parents, too. Wild, man. I had parents. Yeah, it's crazy. Just like, what are your ideas, though, for apps? <laughs> Let me pick your brain on an app I have. So. You know, man? It's crazy, like... Is there not going to be a... No, forget it. I won't get into it. Um, I'm just talking about... I'm just projecting into, like, how long this will go on before there will be, like, this... Like, how, like, lawyers used to go out into the woods and, like, beat on djembe drums to, like, reclaim their, like, manhood back in... Like, there will be some sort of, like, urban male backlash of, like, you know, like, microbrewery for bros, like, microbrewery... (laughs) Well, you know, like, it's yeah. like before there's like this, like, it's just, it takes so little to. Well, I, I, this, this you know, probably, yeah, that's what's, that's. I mean, that's what they're fighting against yeah, already. It's dated, it's dated, but I'm saying before there's like a, there, that oh, like there a are a new movement of, of guys who feel, you know, like, actually like justified like, in doing that. Boobs will not replace us. <laughs> boobs will not replace us. Like, what? Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's happening. It so must be a happening. It's happening. Right? It's happened and it's happening. How but about a safe space for who? For the, for everybody. But that's what I mean. How do we work where on do, that? Yeah, where do you draw the How line? How do you create an environment that's all inclusive, that's safe for everyone? What is the what is the membership requirements for something that genuinely is a is a is an all accepting, yeah. all encompassing you know, thing. And that's, that's something we still can't, we can't put our fingers on because, well, because the people that did that were called Nazis. That's why, you know, because when you start going through, you know, trying to be like, okay, only take, you know, these perfect people that all think the same way, regardless of how open-minded that is, it becomes a slightly fascist model. You you know, you just don't want any private clubs. You don't, you want to, all doors unlocked and you want to peek into all of them. You want to be a member of all of them. <laughs> Jonathan's a member of like 30 different private clubs. I don't, I, I mean, there's something creepy about them though, right? Isn't there? It's nasty. It's, 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 I don't know. It's, it is, it's, 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 yeah, it is. It is. 
it's it's a nasty it's well, a nasty thing. We can't. I guess whether it I be a sorority, a fraternity, uh, you know, a bike a bike club, you know, they're all they're all inclusive and exclusive, okay. and by doing that, you create the opposite of what you're trying to make, okay. you know, or hold on to, or 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 you know, foster. And I think that is it's 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 counterproductive to. You want to abolish the unification um, of, of, of the human race. You don't even want, like, loyalty cards at, like, places that you go to. That's even... If you have a Froyo sp spot and I don't like your card, you don't I, even want that. I don't like your fucking... You don't even want... I don't want to be rewarded for coming back here more you than, don't want you know... Any, you don't it's want like a new experience be, every single time. Are you part of a Froyo time. club? Get rid of these cards. <laughs> I'm a lawyer. You burn these cards. Fucking... No, I mean... That's what you got to do. You just you want to abolish all fucking... Any groups. Groups and clubs suck, Build dude. Things up, not tear like, them is down. That, is that anarchy? Is that what I'm talking about? I don't know. Because like-minded people, it's nice to gather. What? Why? Why? I, what do you mean? Go gather then. Just be gathering. Yeah, just say, just, just don't like, don't lock Don't the door be like, we're the bloobity bops. Like, and that's, and we're gathering. Like, just gather okay. and like, shut the fuck up. And don't lock Jonathan out. And don't call yourself something or wear a color or <laughs> draw a picture of what you are or like create a logo or I, I okay. don't charge membership. Don't require fucking, mem you know, I don't know. It just seems it's a flawed, it's a flawed model, I okay. think. And I think the most, the most, even the most, sort of um, uh, benign versions of it still reek of, of uh, you know, an ex, you know, like a, an exclusion type concept. Okay. And maybe no bands either. No music bands. You're not allowed to be in a band. Of course you can't <laughs> get together with like-minded people and create out. Um, no sports a lot teams. Of people, it's only solo sports. Yeah. A lot of people call the voicemail. Uh, Jonathan and I, when you hear this, will have gone to Live Free Madison, uh, the University of Wisconsin at Madison, to speak. and Not a club. We don't know. Oh, shit, that's a group shit, too. Damn it. We don't know what the Fuck, the idea. I hate of it when I people talk. are like, "Are you going to like film what? that, record that?" And I, yes. I don't think that was our idea. I am. I, I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna sell it as a. Yeah, I mean, the idea of that is this. I am. I'm taping it, of like, making it, and selling it. I don't think that's true. Well, I I don't mean it like strictly. You can't. But I just I didn't. I wasn't thinking in doing that that it would be... People started asking me, and I was yeah. like, oh, right, I'm sure... I don't know if that will happen, but I'm just saying you will get a... Obviously, when we... When we I'm just going to Facebook Live it. Yeah. When we do no. a show again, we will like give a detailed account, obviously, of like what we our did. experiences and, and how it went. Would, might, not, it might, might, might it not be better just to record our spiel? Well, I, I don't... I mean... We'll see... I, I, I sort of said to people, we'll see what happens when we... I don't know what the... Yeah, maybe if, if that's like a thing, but the idea of people are like, you're bringing a camera crew and like, you know, yeah, like, definitely no, not. like, yeah, no, I mean, a, there's, there is a, and not anonymity that like, not like a strictly, like, like a, a like breaking a 12, into the wing and like fucking filming. No, no, no. no. But I mean, out of respect for the other people totally. that are there yeah, and their cool. stories and yeah. stuff, I was only thinking that if listeners wanted to hear you and I 
tell totally. our stories totally, that totally. we are at. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. up to our discretion whether we'd like to, no to make that and share it. And that I would maybe try to facilitate that, although it also had not crossed my mind. Yeah. When I started receiving those requests, I was like, oh, right, maybe that would, you know, yeah. um, maybe it's that a, would yeah. be. It's a, it's a heady time. Especially because I think, I mean, I, it's, I'm, I would like an opportunity to probably listen to you talk again when I'm not sitting right next to you and kind of dealing with okay. all it. I don't know. I documenting it because it's something that we've never done before yeah. is is maybe worthwhile well, but, but just, we'll see we'll yes we'll but see. we will definitely um facebook live no um give it give the the lowdown yeah we'll certainly give you a report back of how many lives we saved how many lives were saved <laughs> that day my, my my super sweet sober 16 on april 20th i think it's a perfect way for me to reflect Sure. On where I've been. Absolutely. Where you've been. Yeah. I mean, I talked to you on the phone on that day. So that's on April 20th, 2002. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, you called me and asked for help. You said, Jonathan, I need something to do. I need a show that I can focus all my energy <laughs> and into. Four and I, four years, years later, later, I said, wait, I've got it. I have it. it. I hold, hold still. <laughs> Stay on Hobart. I'll be back in four and a half. Freestyle bullfighting. Uh-oh. You can go to bullfightersonly.com. This is the world's top freestyle bullfighters. They're going to be in Pontotic County at the Agriplex in Ada, Oklahoma, April 13th and 14th. Now, freestyle bullfighting is sort of... Bullfighting? Bullfighting. It's sort of what you think. Here comes a bull. Kick it in the face. And you're sort of standing there. And can you do a backflip over the bull when it charges you? Because it's freestyle. So it's like parkour. Bull. Parkour bullfighting. But be are they trying? Name. Is the attempt to ultimately kill the bull? Stylistically dominate the bull with your agility. But not draw, drive swords into at its the, neck until it end, bleeds to death don't or like something. To pull out an AK and drop it. You just let the crowd like. Celebrate your, your dope moves. Parkourness. Your parkourness. <laughs> your hardcore parkour. Uh, all the greats are going to be in Ada. Weston Rutkowski, Toby Inman, Dayton Spiel, Bo Sheath, Shell Apple. Now, I was looking at the money list on what the guys have made this year. Eli Sharkey and Tate Rhodes, they've been on the circuit. They have both made $250 this year. <laughs> Standing in a fucking ring with a rank bull, not to, to literally, can I run at the bull and then leap, leap over it in a, in a, grabbing my legs like I'm doing a fucking, what is that called when you're doing the pool? When you do the old, grab the fucking legs and pull your legs back? Is that got a name? I don't know. What is that? Uh, you know what I mean, right? So you're, because, yeah. you're off the diving board. You kick your legs back and you grab them. That's that's called something. Can you do that over a bull running like a at you method. full speed? It's like a method error, but but without a board. Here's two hundred fifty dollars for the year. So, the website said that freestyle bullfighting, or as we like to call it, freestyle bull, parkour bullfighting, the perfect endeavor for athletes who found success in other sports. But want to do another one that doesn't make any money. Well, that's it's perfect due to the extremely low barrier of entry. Meaning, like, so will like, you get into the like ring a demolition with this, derby? Yeah. 
Um, would you maybe for the promise of zero dollars um, do whatever move Seth's talking about? So you want me to run at the bull and right before it charges me, you want me to jump over it but then grab my legs back? It's like a yoga. What's that yoga pose? I don't know. Um, bow? Bow pose. All right. So imagine... It's one of the riders. I think that's one of the fighters. The name. Okay. Bow pose. Bow pose. Bow pose. He's won $500 this year. He lost his leg. Okay, so easier. you want me to do the bow pose that we do on the mat in a quiet yoga room, but you want me to do it Flying while over. leaping in the air over a rank bull at the Agriplex in Ada, Oklahoma. Sign me up. Ooh, very low barrier for entry. Are you a fucking stone-cold lunatic? Uh, I mean, it's saying perfect for athletes. It could be, you know, like... How... Uh, how tough are things right now? They're very tough. Um, you want to make a quick buck? Hundred buck. <laughs> you want to make a hundred bucks? No, because I think um, my boy Weston Rutkowski's. He's uh, no Toby Inman's made twelve thousand five hundred dollars this year, so at least Toby has made a couple bucks. You know, I guess it's April. Three six nine twelve. That's um, I guess three grand a month. That's really putting it on the line. A lot of traveling, um, but it's a low barrier of entry. So what are you going to do? Um, you have to excuse me here. What's up? I'm quickly trying to uh, clear up some file space here because it's going to gonna cut off my no, come on now. computer if we don't. Who needs these old files? Yeah, I gotta trash. Trash some, those files. Let me hear it. Trash some porn on here. it. Trash some of this. Trash old that porn, porn and bring in some some comedy. <laughs> Out with the porn, in with the fucking laughs. Um, I think you could maybe just read something while I'm doing this. I okay. know it's not f super fun, but really, um, all right. Let me uh, let me see what we got here. Just don't want it to to kill us here. I um. It's baseball season, and I was reading about a baseball player who played for the Houston Astros. His name is, his name, well, I guess it was, his name still is, his name's Craig Biggio, and he played his entire 20-year career for the Houston Astros from 1988 to 2007, um, loved by fans because he spent you know, his entire career in Houston. He was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame in 2015, and he's the first member in the Baseball Hall of Fame that was depicted in an Astros uniform on his plaque. So he's, he's big time. Well, he holds the distinction of being hit by pitches, hit by pitch the most times of any player that had ever played baseball in the modern era. So since 1900, no player was hit by a pitch more times. He was hit 285 times in his 20-year career. I hate to do the math, but I think that's average just to... I'm not even going to say. Don't. How much? 14, just, times a, 14 times a season. Okay. Just 20 times 14. Is that right? Um, okay. So I was said... That's it since 1900. So I looked up in who has the all-time record. It's a guy named Hugh Ambrose Jennings. They called him Huey. Um, he was actually hit only two more times. He was hit 287 times in his career. Um, didn't play 20 years, though. 
He made his Major League Baseball debut at age 22 in 1891 for the Louisville Colonels. So I just looked this guy up just to see, oh, fuck, I've, you know, Craig Biggio, it sucks that, to be at 285 and know that a guy like 100 years ago has you beat by two pitches. I looked up Huey, and he was born in uh, Pittston, Pennsylvania, um, as a child, he worked as a breaker boy. I don't know what that is. A breaker boy was a coal mining worker in the United States whose job was to separate impurities from coal by hand in a coal breaker. Mm-hmm. Although breaker boys were primarily children ages 8 to 12, elderly coal miners who could no longer work in the mines because of age, disease, or accident were also sometimes employed as breaker boys. Nothing more adorable than like some tiny little eight-year-old breaker boys with some old-timey, uh, born in the 1820s, elderly breaker boys right next to you. The use of breaker boys began in the mid-1860s. Although public disapproval of the employment of children existed by the mid-1880s, the practice did not officially stop until the 1920s. Let me tell you, okay, up until 1900, Nearly all anthracite coal breakers were very labor-intensive. The removal of impurities was done by hand by breaker boys aged 8 to 12. Um, The breaker boys would sit on wooden seats, perched over chutes and conveyor belts, picking slate and other impurities out of the coal. They would work 10 hours a day, 6 days a week. Uh, The work was very hazardous. Breaker boys were forced to work without gloves so they could handle the slick coal better. The slate, however, was sharp, and the boys would leave with work with their fingers cut and bleeding. Many breaker boys lost fingers to the rapidly moving conveyor belts, while others moving about the plant had their feet, hands, arms, legs amputated while they moved among the machinery and accidentally slipped under the belts or into the gears. Many died when they fell into the gears of the machinery. Their bodies would be retrieved at the end of the working day. So you wouldn't even get them. Don't stop wouldn't working. Even stop. No, no, no. Let's get it later. We'll get it later. Let's get it at lunch. Keep moving, breaker boys. But I'm eight. Shut up. Others were caught in the rush of coal and crushed to death or smothered. The dry coal kicked up so much dust that the breaker boys sometimes wore lamps on their heads to see, and asthma and black lung disease were very common among the children. Fuck, man. So if you have a kid now who's like eight, nine, or ten, you can just like yell it them and be like, you and my breaker boy, you do it, daddy says. You got it so good right now. And just show them videos or photographs of these dirty breaker boys. Um, so, okay. Let me back to my... Uh, Your dude. Back to my boy. Um, Hugh Jennings. Huey Jennings. He's very fiery. He was known as one of the most fearless players of his time, allowing himself to be hit by pitches, sometimes just to get on base. In one game, he was hit by a pitch three times. In 1896, he was hit by 51 pitches, um, a major league record that still stands. In five seasons with the Baltimore Orioles from 1894 to 1898, he was hit by pitches an unprecedented 202 times. This dude's just getting, like, hit over and over. During one game, Jennings was hit in the head by a pitch from Amos Rusi in the third inning but managed to finish the game. As soon as the game ended, he collapsed and was unconscious for four days. Just a little side note on Amos Rusi. You know the, uh, the Hoosier Thunderbolt. 
He is actually the reason why they moved the mound back from 50 feet to its current 60 feet 6 inches because he didn't have much control and was throwing mad heat in the 1800s and, like, hitting people so often. And putting him, making them well, collapse yeah. for four days. So Huey Jennings, um, the beaning incident in Philadelphia that left him unconscious um, had a very negative effects on his health um, later in life. Uh, also, um, it, during this time, he was attending Cornell University, um, taking law classes. He fractured his skull diving headfirst into a swimming pool at night, only to find out that the pool had been emptied. So, imagine doing my bow move off the diving board for everybody. But then you, like, get down to where the water is, but you just keep going, because there's no water in the pool, and I guess you just go headfirst into the pool? Um, that was also very bad for him. Uh, in December of 1911, um, he was 42 years old. He was driving a car given to him by admirers. It overturned while crossing a bridge over the Lehigh River, 23 miles southeast of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, the car went over the side of the bridge and went down where he went through the windshield, fracturing his skull, suffering a concussion of the brain, breaking his legs and his arms. For several days after the accident, doctors weren't sure if Huey Jennings would survive. So it just seems to be a series of events. Um, 1925, he was now a manager. Um, he suffered a nervous breakdown, um, was unable to report to spring training the next year, and was sent uh, to return home to Scranton, um, before that, they sent him to a, the Winya Sanatorium in Asheville, North Carolina, because he sort of wasn't doing that good. They let him go home the next year uh, back to Scranton so he could uh, recuperate, but he contracted meningitis and passed away. So, out of rough... Life. It's a riots, but has its ups and has its downs. It seems like a lot of downs. A lot of, but a lot of ups. When? When? But number one all-time hit by pitches. But they didn't know that at the time. Well, they right? can they take away from him today. So I say to Huey's relatives, tell your great-great-great-papa congratulations. And take a, let a baseball hit you in the back just to like <laughs> just to every remember. year on his birthday, ugh, <laughs> go to a batting cage and just step over home plate. <laughs> I love you, great-great-great-great-grandpa. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> you do this every year? Yep. I love him. A lot of head injuries. A lot of injuries involving the old noggin. You think that that probably adversely affected his his general state of mind and being, probably? Imagine the fracture. Swelling and the The, the, the baseball's hitting it, the pool bottom hitting it, the, the windshield. The car and the, the bridge and such, and probably but, not all good for the head. But went through university, became a manager. Was a manager, yeah. People loved him. He was Huey. He was fiery. Gave a, yeah, got cars given to him by admirers. That um, probably him. at that point, he, he was 58, I believe. Or, yeah, 57 or 58 when he died. The black lung, it said, probably in the kicked in. years of being a breaker boy. So maybe not the healthiest 57-year-old. Because the head. They had the old... The lungs and the head. Yeah, getting hit with a baseball. Who knows what the fuck a baseball was back in the 1800s? You know? Just yeah. rocks. Well, we're running out of baseballs. Well, pick up a rock, Jimmy. Ugh! There's old Huey. 
Taking another one. From oh, the 202 times in a five-year span. That's a lot of time. Just, you know, that really takes its toll, like, on the muscles, like, you know, back, shoulder. Just, you know, the ball coming 90 miles an hour from, like, 50 feet away, like, closer. Because <laughs> the old Amos. Because the old, you know, who's your Thunderbolt? A lot, of, uh, a lot of hips. I bet a lot of, like, sore hips later in life. Yeah. From all the time, the ball just, like, hits you in the same spot on the hip. Is there, like, a way that he could he manipulated it like he would m- walk into him well i think that was like a, his steez yeah i mean after being a breaker boy you pretty much just when you watch all your best friends dragged away in the conveyor belt you don't really you just step you right into it you don't care your batter's box is just like you really hang over the plate don't you with your face i don't give a fuck i want to get to first i made 30 dollars today at this game so i'll get hit in the face for it yeah yeah, I think the breaker boy, we need to get that image back out for these kids today and just remind them uh, when, you, when you take their uh, TV privileges away. You cut off the Wi-Fi for a you night. You cut off the Wi-Fi for just two hours for dinner. You want to be a breaker boy, son? I would fill my home with pictures of breaker boys to remind my, my male children of what could be. Oh, you think you got it rough, huh? Because the Wi-Fi got shut off from 5 to 7. So we could eat dinner as a family. Come with me out to the garage. I have a makeshift anthracite plant that I built. <laughs> I want you to invite all your friends over. So, get sorting. Yeah. Get sooting and sorting. But my, my fingers. Yeah, what? But the slate's cutting my fingers. I, I guess can't a different time. We, we, didn't have, just, we just didn't have as many rules. I don't know if it's... Maybe regulations definitely those but also maybe just, just didn't give a fuck did or maybe just out of sheer necessity grandma won't eat unless grandson goes to work i guess it's not a matter of like i would don't want you to like be a breaker boy it's like you're a breaker boy because we're starving but there's not there somebody was was at the helm Oh yeah, I mean, somebody was creating uh, an environment that an that was of breaker that that was that that was the totally the fine. options. Those yeah. you know that was the the circumstances in which you know conditions in which you were forced to to be in. I mean, there yep. was somebody that was profiting, benefiting, and manipulating the situation to where yeah they would be people would be willing to do that to themselves and to their children. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. No. See you tomorrow. Really? And tomorrow. Give them Sundays off. Let their fingers heal. Let's give them Sundays off. Let the fingers heal. I've got a lamp over my head. I can't see. Don't breathe. <coughs> Daddy. Um, we could be swallowing. More than 100 tiny plastic particles with every meal, a new study has revealed. The plastic, which can come from soft furnishings and synthetic fibers, gets into household dust, which falls on plates and is consumed. Academics made the discovery after putting Petri dishes containing sticky dust traps on the table next to dinner plates in three homes at mealtimes. Up to 14 pieces of plastic were found in the Petri dishes at the end of a 20-minute meal. The equivalent of 114 plastic fibers falling on average 
on the average dinner plate given the much larger size of the plate. The study concluded that the average person swallows up to 68,415 potentially dangerous plastic pieces a year simply through sitting down to eat. That can't be right, is it? Don't know. I don't know. Yes, it's probably right. I mean, we know that we maybe that's just why everyone's sick and we don't know really how toxic the world is we live in. Is that? Yeah. Could, well, we've never known. We've always we've I mean, never known. But now they, maybe we they didn't like, know what black lung was when they were. Exactly. I mean, Get somebody probably knew, yeah, they but knew. they were like, all right, we won't. So so if you if you just sit down to eat all the synthetic bullshit from your home is just on your Salisbury steak. <laughs> Like snowing down onto Fine your Salisbury. Dust. Wow. You like potatoes au gratin? Good, because you won't be able to see the fine particles of synthetic fibers that you're eating. Why are you sick? You're so young. They yeah. don't know. Is that it? I mean, it's got, are we gonna it could find certainly out just, be part of it. It'll be too late for us, but will we find out like, oh, you live, we live in a mad, toxic world, and that's why everyone is getting sick because... Yeah, we know everything. that. I mean, we, we know, know that. that. Fuck. We know that. I mean, when they do like scans of our beds and they see like auras of different chems like breathing okay, off and breathe. you're like, oh, you're just sleeping in like a, that's a brand force new field mattress. of like chemical, yeah. you know, fucking... Yeah. Poly Zumbensane. You know, or poly. BPA and BF, BFBs. Oh, and I love that podcast. UID, no, BPA. You're sleeping in it. It's a force field of it. You're breathing it in. Um, you know, we got... Perfumes and... Radiation and... Radiations. All of our products. A lot of stuff. It's okay. So, so they could do that for dinner. It could be just as, as much when you're uh, in the bathroom just getting ready. Oh, you know that everything... Well, your deodorant, that's... Um, you put deodorant on? Oh, you put. Oh, you didn't put that lip balm on. Well, the deodorant oh, has shit. the aluminum in it, which is like causes like fucking lymphatic cancer okay. and all that shit. So, so this is this study should become as no surprise to it's us. Not really. All I right. mean, it's just That's another amazing. way in which those are getting into us. I mean, the sheer numbers of plastic particles is surprising to me because I didn't realize that they quite. You know, if if in plastics all made with petrol or Pet- some sort of petroleum, oil yeah. so i guess we're just we're drinking oil that's why i love the smell of the gas station because i'm eating it and drinking it yeah, all the time it makes you hungry mm, i love starbucks and gasoline <laughs> because everything i mean everything yeah it's... the coffee that hummus that i gave you right there that's in plastic yeah. right so that's the just thing seeped we're re- into your thing we're recording on the... the thing yeah how's that black bean chipotle hummus well it had very it was very plasticky that's all i can taste now that's all i think about because food really is it's 90 percent mental so now i can't enjoy anything it's only so it's 90 percent mental 10 percent taste huh yeah five percent taste uh five percent f- smell fragrance <laughs> umami i mean this coffee table that I've had for the entire time I've lived in this apartment. It's been disintegrating it, the whole time. Yeah, and so it's and just, just every time yeah, you, you wipe it, it's the veneer of whatever who, whatever child in whatever nation painted this. That, yeah. Sorry, poor child. Yeah. I didn't realize that. You know? Yes. That child has passed from some sort of lung-based... Bur- burgundy lung. Yes, burgundy lung at the Ecuadorian Ikea plant that this came from. But... So this has been slowly killing me for 16 yeah. and a half years. Quickly killed them, slowly killing Slowly you. killing me. All going to be in the same place. Yeah. Fuck. What are you going to do? I don't know. 
I'm not sure. Can't enjoy my meals though. USA Today no snapshot. What room I eat them in? <laughs> what about the hallway of your home? Have you ever anyone just sat down Indian style in the in the hallway of their home and eaten a meal? Yeah. I bet Probably. it tastes good there. You think? Yeah. Because like the hallway is a it's it's a kind of a weird place. It's a place where you're you're going, coming. It seems and going. like it's a very dirty place in the house. It's like a okay. lot of because you had a lot of transitional a lot of traffic, a lot of traffic. But it also seems very open to good vibrations because it's because uh, you're, you're in the center. Places. It's, it's like center one of the other you know, hub. You can see everything. Everything happens in the hallway. Why don't we eat there? Fuck. USA Today snapshots. Fifty-four percent of professionals prefer to get a raise without a promotion instead of being promoted. Without a raise. Yeah. No shit. What do they... Well, I'm sorry. 54% of professionals prefer a raise Please? without a promotion Ocean. instead of being promoted Ocean. with no salary increase. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't it be... It's more. Yeah. It's more money and the same amount of work as opposed to more work and... Dope title. No more money. Yeah. But what about that title? That, that prestige. And then you get the business card that has said title yeah. and then that's where you make the money. Yeah. Fuck that. When you flash that... Give me more money. Let me do the same fucking thing. You want to make that more money, although 46% just want to be able to just tell people like, at dinner parties. Yeah, assistant regional assistant manager. Assistant to the regional back burner, front burner, top executive dog, CFO. Yeah. Yep. Got it. It's on my card. Check See? it. It's a big card. Well, I had to write all the all things. All the things. In calligraphy. Yeah. Yeah, it's really kind of just works really only about like money. So you should really be focused on that and really not what they call you. Well, yeah, because also, yeah, more money, less work. Well, that definitely. But As the opposed idea to more work, same amount of money, which means really well, less money. let's say across the board, same amount of work, but less money to somehow Name, like, go from... Like title. Yeah, double regional assistant to... Regional double assistant. Double assistant executive Reach. Pretty cool. I got it. Yeah, they gave it to me. Great. And um, so what's the, what's the uh, what's your pay raise? We're gonna keep it the same for now. <laughs> what do you mean for now? It just um, we're, we're gonna work some things out. But yeah, you did see that I went from what was it? <laughs> double regional. Great. So awesome. So that comes with uh. So tell me, what's, what's how's that bonus? raise? What's that bonus what's like? What's the bonus? No, 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 no. We talked about it. <laughs> we all agree to be best to stay as is. Okay. Cool. Cool, man. Fuck. All right. I like your card. It's a nice big card. Is that calligraphy? One of the restrooms in American Airlines Terminal 4 at Los Angeles International Airport is about to get very popular. And very smart. As part of a pilot wonk wonk program, LAX is showcasing technology that uses overhead lights to signal if a bathroom stall is occupied or not. Quote, we've all been there. You're in the restroom and someone shakes the door, peeks through the crack, looks under the stall partition to see your feet. Crawls underneath, hugs you. <laughs> rips your pants off. Joins you. <laughs> steals your boots. Sits on you. Alan... Clevens, CEO and founder of Tush Lights. That's T O O S H L I G H T S. Tush Lights. Probably, I would imagine this is a rich person. You'd think that just yeah. 
rich, rich person with no. I'm this person that made made this, this but this is a person who was started rich. the company. No, this is a person who worked hard, who got rich. But this is yeah, with a company because called Tushlights, Tush Lights. and then and is proud because he's so rich to explain. I have a company called Tushlights. Bathroom lines Marry get long me. because people don't know which stalls are available. Is that true? I don't know. To solve the problem, Tush Lights uses smart latches that send a signal uh, to indicator lights in the restroom ceiling. When a stall door is closed and latched, the light over that stall turns red. When the latch is opened, the light turns green. What does that mean? It doesn't tell us. Does, in the bathroom, red could mean go. Their, their catchphrase slogan motto is know where to go. I'm so mad right now. So this is like when you pull into a parking garage. It's the exact same see, fucking thing. Except these are toilets. These are toilets. Parking toilets. Parking toilets. Alerting travelers to empty restroom stalls will be helpful, of course, but these restrooms are smarter than that. So. What? For the pilot project, LAX and Tushlights have also partnered with Infax Incorporated to gather information. All we do. About restroom usage. Habits. Including when the restrooms are the busiest. Yep. Uh, when the planes land. Good call. That's my guess. I like you. When the plane is landed. Think about a, moving you up at Inrex from regional director to... <laughs> the real-time data. Real-time. Real-time. Yeah. He just pinched it. He pinched it off just now. Yeah. Now, that urination was one minute and one second, but the one before it was one minute and nine seconds. Let's get the average on that. Let me run the numbers. <laughs> That's what... Is, is it... So it's safe to say... That wherever we are, if we're breathing right now, plastic, plastic particles, yeah, while eating or not eating, whatever we do, our data on our every movement and moment, both indoors and outdoors, is being completely one hundred percent compiled, compiled, monitored, averaged, averaged, sent. and crunched and sent to somebody, sent and sold. Wow, sent and sold. Yeah, the United States story. Now, the real-time data will be receiving through our new smart restroom technology. Yeah, I'm listening. It will help us respond quicker. Yeah. When issues occur. Number nine's out of toilet paper! <laughs> and gain baseline... Ceiling drops open and this fucking dude comes out like... Gain baseline data for daily and weekly restroom, restroom usage. Usage da baseline data, of course. Hello, my name is Doug. I'm here. I'm, I'm doing executive regional director of baseline data for Tush Lights. Um, Vegas, of course. Southern Las Vegas. Really crazy in the casinos. Uh, crunching the numbers over here on the casinos. So we had a two-ply uh, that we used on this one. We used a one-ply over here. This person used... Uh, that's what they're going to do. How much toilet paper did this person use? Yeah. How long were they in there for? What were they doing? What were they looking at? In there, were they talking to were somebody? Were they reading? Were, were they, they talking? What were they doing on their phone? What was on their phone? Mine. Were they watching? What were they watching <laughs> when they're on there? What did their eyes do? Follow them. Get in there. What were they wearing? Where did they go after? Interesting. Okay, so if we found the same, there were Crocs on three different people that came in from eleven to noon. So by that, everything straight up. And then you turn the corner, and when is a new Crocs ad? What? There's new Crocs? As of... As, as of, of a minute ago? <laughs> wow. Mine it. Baseline. 
what do we, you got to have a baseline. You need a baseline. If you don't have a baseline, how can you? What Where can are you, we? Who yeah. are we as a people without a baseline? Man, they're watching us. They know everything. It's funny because you would think, in theory, from the outside looking in, if everything is being mined and baseline and data and crunched and algorithms and extracted, that everything would be getting better or, or better. That's the idea. But, but um, it seems as if it's getting worse. Everything's getting worse. Yeah, but getting, it's more efficiently getting worse. That's the beauty of it. Well, it's getting worse quicker and more efficiently. Yes. With less fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's. We're going to hell in a handbasket at a much more rapid, convenient, convenient route pace. Yeah. Um, it's. Tush lights. I mean. Where the fuck do I go? There's no tush lights. This is a bathroom without tush lights. How do I know? What the fuck do I do now? I'm going to piss myself. Uh, we got a grown man peeing himself. He's got uh, docker khakis. I can see the waist, but let's get uh, let's sell him some new ones. Quick stat. I think bring out the dockers, man. I think uh... so many things for so long. We got we just muddled through. Yeah, I think. I mean, the problem is that it's just like you're saying. If it was, I mean, can you hack tush lights? Tush lights can be hacked. Anything can I be said hacked. It was open. It said it was open. I'm so sorry. I'm now, now not being a, sued. Now you got a little lawsuit on your yeah, hands. Yeah, I got a lawsuit on my hands because an a, a Albanian teenager hacked into Tush Lights at LAX. And I walked in on Mark Cuban masturbating. Now I'm being sued for $35 million. I don't have that. Yeah, Seth got sued by Mark Cuban. <laughs> Why? Uh, I guess he walked in on him masturbating at, at the LA. Delta Terminal at LAX. How? Well, Tush Lights got hacked. Seth's fucked. Yeah, uh, Cuban owns the podcast. He shut it down. <laughs> Thanks. I think, I mean, it's just the only people that are doing it are people that are trying to sell you Crocs. So it's, it's, doesn't, it's only getting better and more efficient for their sole purpose, which is to sell you everything and anything at all times to that that there is a perpetual outpour and consumption you really occurring be, if you really want to do anything you got to be selling something whether it's crocs dockers you have to be selling something because all the data is being mined for you to sell it to to better sell it to better sell it to, more to more easily sell more sell more and more easily so if you're not selling something right now get into this you got to get out of the fucking all these people, like, you know, like, all these school teachers and these just fuck, all these people. Oh, I um, work for social services. I'm trying to prove, shut up and sell something to me. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of homeless veterans. Shut the fuck up about homeless veterans. Sell me something <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah, but there's like, I got a classroom, it's 36 kids. It, Used to be 22, and and what? You're going to teach them how to fucking read? Sell me Dockers now, bitch. <laughs> I just okay. pissed myself. I just pissed my Dockers because somebody hacked the tush lights. <laughs> Teaching kids. Ah! I think it's, it's, I mean, if you just check your normal schedule, like your day daily, to day? your day-to-day, and if you think about what your day-to-day used to run 
cost, how many transactions would have been involved what with it versus a day, like a day now. 10 years ago. I mean, me getting from my place to here, you know, it's, it's lost $400. Yeah. Somehow. I mean, it's I like, don't know how. it's just, you know, like, like gas food, coffee, just drove to Sesame you know. the box. I just lost $400. Yeah. So they've, they found a way. They figured it out. It's just they have to keep that going. And they have to keep it going. The best way to keep it going is to keep us sort of unaware of how much information well, how well they are strategically placing those um, reminders and those opportunities to purchase and consume. So the best way that they can do that is by finding out what we're doing listening without us. us knowing. Yeah, just listening to Basically us. Basically the deal. So listening. then they're just there. Right there. And and it seems like synchronicity, not yeah. manipulation. What the fuck? I haven't thought about Sunkist in 14 years. Well, actually you thought you about it. it so funny because there was a guy and we kind of hired him to follow you and you didn't realize it. <laughs> and he, he was act- a skater kid. You <laughs> thought he was just a skater kid. It's actually a 45-year-old man. And he heard you mention Sunkist to somebody. And so look. Here we are. Here's Sunkist in a new brighter orange can. <laughs> Quench it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. America through the eyes of two American Americans, episode six hundred and forty seven of our podcast. Thank you so much. Please come back for episode six forty eight of our podcast. Uh, very quickly, we told you about those live shows. Get tickets to those. Yeah. Um, uh, Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon is a website you can go to. Patreon. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's a way you can pledge to Jonathan and I so we can keep doing the show. And then we keep the show ad-free and, and, keep, and keep it going so we can get to 648 and beyond. Um, the live shows that we do in uh, Milwaukee and in Detroit, they'll be, or Ferndale, they'll be up um, on Patreon, uh, those, those live episodes. And you have access to all the archives. It gets going back to February of 2006. So thank you to everybody that's done that. If you're thinking about doing that, please do that. Um, cause it's literally like, lets us keep doing this, which is all we want to keep doing. Um, please come back next week. Uh, yeah, dude.com website. You can go check out merch there. You can, um, Yeah. 888-842-2357 if you have any thoughts. Um, And yeah, tell a friend. Come back for the next step. That's That's the most important thing. You keep listening. Thank you so much for listening. Please keep listening. Tell friends to listen. Keep coming back to listen. Um, And I guess, uh, yeah, there's nothing we can do because it's all, it's all, I don't know. Is there anything we do? No, there's nothing we do because they, they're, they, they. I mean, if you wanted to, you could probably figure out a, a somewhat, a, a kind of intentional, more intentional like, tip. like way to way to avoid giving that info up. I, it might just, it, of no fault of our own, it might we might be pa- we, the tipping point. We might well, yeah, I mean, because like even you. Oh, it's yeah. No one's tracking your phone when you're driving somewhere, but then Still, you they, yeah, you, no you use your fucking card at the place, and then they see yeah, they the transaction, my, and that's that's pretty I mean, much fuck, it. I only go to Sweet Green and fucking. I mean, it's I, there's definitely ways that you could kind of. They know what I get. They know my customers. Make it harder for them, or or maybe maybe skew the information by 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 picking no. you know by choosing things that you wouldn't choose, or trying to you know no. trying to muddy the waters, I guess. But they really, do me. they could do me so good. Yeah. So easy. 
you know, they know all they need to know. The only other thing would be oh, like yeah, a, the lentil, the new lentil, a full dip out, like you're talking about. But it, yeah, done. And that comes with its own set of fucking problems. Oh, you go crazy. Can't yeah. dip. Yeah. I mean, really, not only you go crazy, but then like you lose it. You have kids out there, and Couldn't those kids just wind yeah, up. Yeah, we like went to Billings, killing you in your we sleep. Took, we took all the kids out to Billings. Uh, they killed us two weeks after we got there because yeah. there was no internet. I tried to explain to him about Breaker Boys. My sons murdered me in Billings, Montana. Was the what was that Harrison Ford movie with Martha Plimpton? Mosquito Coast. Mosquito Coast. Is that what it was? Where he goes crazy and makes his family like go Is down that the Harrison Amazon. Ford. Yes. Is that River Phoenix? Yes. Or am I thinking? Are you thinking of Running on Empty? Yeah, I think that's what I'm with Judd Hirsch. I'm got I think I might. Well, Running on Empty is Judd Hirsch. They play. They play like political. Uh, like activists who have oh, to go on the run. People, River the plays. River plays their their son. Um, but okay, Mosquito. It's not Mosquito Coast. Is Mosquito yeah. Coast? Is Harrison yeah. Ford? River Phoenix? Martha Plimpton rips the fucking river. Just work. Uh, but yeah, his he goes nuts. Mosquito Coast is a 1986 American film directed by Peter Weir, starring Harrison Ford, Helen Mirren, Andre Gregory, and River Phoenix. It's based on the novel of the same name by Paul Thoreau. The film tells the story of a family that leaves the United States and tries to find a happier and simpler life in the jungles of Central America. It's fucking crazy. However, their jungle paradise quickly turns into a dystopia as their stubborn father's behavior becomes increasingly erratic and aggressive. Yes. Whoa, that sounds hardcore. It's not a bad movie, if I remember correctly. Maybe it is. <laughs> it's tough. What was know? the other one? The Running on Running Empty. On empty? Run, running on Empty is good. Wow, that sounds Running intense. on Empty is like... Like bona fide good, I think. I mean, River's like super good in it. Judd Hirsch is good in it. After I read about the film, will you sing some lyrics to the Jackson Brown song? Is that possible? I don't know the song. Running on Empty is a 1988 drama film directed by Sidney Lumet. Whoa. Starring River Phoenix, Judd Hirsch, Christine Lottie, and Martha Plimpton. Christine Lottie. It's the story of a culture. Oh, so wait. Martha Plimpton isn't in Mosquito Coast. Okay. Because they go on the run and he meets her on the run. Okay. And falls in love with her, River Phoenix and, and Martha Plimpton. It's a story of a counterculture, counterculture couple on the run from the FBI and how one of their sons starts to break out of this fugitive lifestyle. That yeah. sounds good, too. Sidney Lumet. That's a fucking that. good movie. All right. Those are good movies. Fuck. That sounds like good movies. Not exactly sure how Judd Hirsch and Christine Lottie create a child that looks like River Phoenix. I'll buy it. Just genetically, it seems a little impossible. I'll buy it. But, but other than that. This goes back to our original, our secondary podcast, where we watch old films with fresh eyes. Films we've seen, films we haven't seen. To say, this movie ain't good. You know what? This movie is this good. This movie's good. <laughs> it's uh, called Old Films, Fresh Eyes. Old Films, Fresh Eyes. And I, yeah, dude, production. Uh, please come back for 648. Thank you so much. Seatbelts. Seatbelts.
Thank you.